0: the 93 WIBC mashup. The best moments of the day on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz on the 93 WIBC mashup.
1: Let's take it to the videotape because I don't think people understand the death of Alexei Navalny and what it means the Russian opposition leader jailed by Vladimir Putin died in prison at the age of 47 they claim he went for a walk and then fell ill and then went completely unconscious but you know an ambulance was called well let's go to the wayback machine shall we Let's go to the Wayback Machine. This is from... What year is this from? Is this from 2021? That's what I thought. This is Joe Biden, President of the United States, speaking about Alexei Navalny. Speaking about this possibility. The question... That was asked is, and I quote, the second question is, what will it mean for US Russia relationship if Alexei Navalny were to die or to be killed in prison? This was a guy who was absolutely opposed to Putin's leadership, spoke out aggressively about it, didn't have to come back to Russia, did and knew he was going to be jailed, and did it anyway. You want to talk about actual bravery? Not this bullcrap we see on TV. Actual, real, significant, palpable, valuable. Look at that kid's bravery. This is how Joe Biden responded to the question.
2: World leader here as a member of NATO that spoke today and most of them mentioned it thanked me for meeting with Putin now. Every single one that spoke. And I think there were probably about ten or twelve that spoke to it, saying they were happy that I did that, that I was going to do that. And they thought it was thoroughly appropriate that I do. And I had discussions with them about oh in the open about what they thought was important from their perspective and what they thought was not important, and so the interesting thing is, I know, and I'm not being critical of the press. I really mean this. Give my word, but generically, you all thought it was Biden meeting him too soon. I haven't found a world leader who doesn't think it's not soon. It's just just soon enough. Everyone that I've spoken to, privately and publicly, it doesn't mean there aren't some out there. But it's not it's not likely that a head of state is going to stand up in front of twenty nine other heads of state and say, boy, I'm glad you're doing this in effect. So there is a consensus. And they thanked me for being willing to talk with them about the meeting and what I was uh, what I intended to do. So. I I haven't found any any reluctance. There may be someone, but not in open today or in the meetings privately had as well. And uh, Navalny's death would be another indication that Russia has little or no intention of abiding by basic fundamental human rights. It would be a tragedy. It would do nothing but hurt his relationships with the rest of the world, in my view, and with me. Well, he has no relationship with you.
1: This is Joe Biden 2021. He has no relationship with you. And you'll notice in 2021, when he was already fading, how much stronger he sounded than he does today. Anybody who doesn't understand that, of course, Vladimir Putin has a globalist agenda, of course he has a power agenda, of course he is a murderer, we're going to pretend that somehow he's a misunderstood guy who knows a whole lot about history? A totally revisionist history that makes Russia look like the good guy, and oh, by the way, we have a claim here, we have a claim there, we have a claim to this, we have a claim to that, we have a claim to Poland. Mexico still wants to claim California. What does that matter? Navalny's dead. Of course he was killed. As Leland Vitter put it, that Russia says they're going to investigate um, Navalny's death is like OJ saying he's looking for the real killers. Now the question is, will Joe Biden be held to his word? Is he now going to bring some consequence together He stated that the consequences in an interview, I think, with Jonathan Lemire would be, quote unquote, devastating. Okay, What are they? Now, you might be asking, Tony, are you looking for Biden to start a war with Russia? No, 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 no. Let's let's be clear about something. All I'm doing is noticing what the man said he said that uh, uh, this would be uh, uh, another indication uh, that Russia is not interested in basic fundamental human rights and it would hurt his relationship with the rest of the world. In another interview, he said that it would be devastating, that it would relate to something or go back to something devastating for Russia. So now the question is, Not am I looking for war. The answer is, oh, hell no. What's Joe Biden going to do about it? What is Joe Biden going to do? Because he already made his claim. He already stated that he was going to respond. He already stated that this would be unacceptable. Well, it just happened. I want to know what Joe
0: Biden's going to do. Your Tony Katz live, We taste 6 to 9 and noon to 3 on 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on the 93 WIBC mashup.
3: Did you notice a lot more traffic on your way into work this morning?
4: Uh let's see. Now nah, see where the this is the thing. Where the NBA Travis going to be for the All-Star game does not affect kind of where mm-hmm. I go cuz I always uh just a straight shot down Illinois. I never have to get off on the circle. Now I did notice Well, as Casey will vouch for, I forgot my badge at home today, so uh, the nice man (laughs) who recognizes me, I'm sure totally against company policy, but he let me in the garage, and then he said he would let me out. So, I called Casey. I said, I can't get in the building, and so Casey came and got me, but I had to walk around to the front of the building from the parking garage, and I did notice the large, rather large police presence. Mm -hmm. Boy, nothing cleans this city up like a big sporting event, Casey. Yeah, like
3: an NBA All-Star Weekend. Noticed more traffic, especially when I got into the downtown area. When well, you come, to, you come down
4: Washington, right? I do. I
3: come down yeah. Washington, and I believe that I saw somebody rather important. Who was that? Was are, it Michael Jordan? I don't know if it was Michael Jordan. It it. It may have been the second gentleman.
4: Oh, I thought you said someone important.
3: <laughs> oh, right, good one. Uh, I could just tell. By the way, the cars were moving and the vehicles and yeah. the, the big black uh, SUV with out-of-state plates and the tinted windows and the way they were driving yeah. and it was just really interesting. They like to take all the lanes. Also, by the could way. have been LeBron James. It could have been, but it was somebody important. I- I'm telling you. Uh, but this is kind of funny, Saint. Elmo Steakhouse. That's apparently the place to be. Oh, yes. This weekend. Oh, yes. They tweeted out yesterday the average height of patrons dining with us has increased <laughs> by, by two and a quarter inches in the last 24 hours.
4: So, isn't it interesting how, if you look over our shoulder right now onto Monument Circle, how nice everything looks and how orderly everything is mm-hmm. and how well lit up everything is? Why can't we just do that? All and the time, every single day. I mean, we're not asking for you to pave the streets in gold. It's like the circle is clean. Mm-hmm. It is. You would feel comfortable walking around down there. The people treating themselves like amusement parks are nowhere to be found. People <laughs> sleeping on the sidewalks, nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Why? Why can't we just do that? I mean, I think that's a pretty basic thing. I'm not asking again for the the streets to be lined in gold or for everyone to hold a door open for me. I'm just simply saying, if we can pull it off during an All Star weekend, why can't we clean the mile radius that is? the commercial hub, not just for this city, but the entire state. Why can't we do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week?
3: And isn't that interesting? It's almost like you're not good enough on a regular basis. You're right. You go to work every day. You pay your taxes. You're the one that keeps this state running. But you're not good enough on a regular basis. It's only when important individuals, perceived important individuals, come to town that it gets the, uh, it gets the washcloth.
4: And look, if you're a person that's in town for the All-Star uh, Game and the festivities this weekend, welcome. Uh, we're the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. That's Casey. Jason <laughs> is our uh, fabulous producer. And we're going to tell you what's really going on in this city because you're walking around going, wow, what a marvelous city. It's so walkable. Yes. Indianapolis used to be a phenomenal city. And as someone who has spent uh, the vast majority of my 40 years on this earth here, um, it used to be a place that I used to love coming to, because this is how it used to be all the time, the time. And I will tell you that they will do a phenomenal job for you while you're here. And uh, then you will leave and this place will will go back to the hellhole it often is because it sucks and it's run by total maniac leftists who don't care at all about getting violence and vagrancy and homelessness under control in the city. So Enjoy your three days. Uh, We're happy you're here because it gets to be nice for the rest of us, but then you're going to leave and it's going to suck once again.
3: (laughs) It'll go back to the way it was. So Sunday and Monday are expected to be really busy travel days at the airport and uh, they expect nearly 18,000 passengers going to be going through Security screening at the airport on Sunday. More than 19,000 expected to go through on Monday. Many private planes coming in and out of the uh, Indianapolis. Ever been on a airport. private plane? Trying to think about it. I've been on a private helicopter once. That sounds dangerous. It was kind of fun. Sounds really dangerous. When I was very young, my dad knew somebody who was a yeah. pilot, and we flew over Kings Island. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that, no, it was like, you know, yeah, does, okay. a, an hour-long thing, I, but I didn't go somewhere.
4: I know we got to get to a break, but does that count as a—I pri- guess it does count as a private plane. I don't it know. was
3: one of those little ones. Well,
4: that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, clearly, that is someone owns that plane, thus it is a private plane. Yeah. The public cannot go on it. But I'm thinking like, you know, when we're talking about private, we're talking about like there's some really nice sort of planes like a Kurt Darling would fly on or something mm-hmm, that are coming mm-hmm. into the airport. Yeah. And I've, I've never been on one of those. You
3: know what? There's another story in the news that if we have, hopefully we'll have time to get to, uh, maybe not the maggots on the plane. Oh no! Another <laughs> reason for you not to fly. Oh, did you no. hear about that? Oh. This was a flight. It was flying from Amsterdam to Detroit. It had to turn around mid-trip uh-huh. because maggots were falling out of the overhead bins. Yeah, Somebody like had packed deal. fish that had gone bad. They packed a what? Fish
4: they took a fish on an airplane? Yeah. Somebody at the airplane screening was like, yeah, cool, bring that fish. Bring the fish. Couldn't that be a weapon?
5: But that means they didn't check the plane after. Uh, They didn't check the overhead bins. It had been up there for a while. Oh, no.
3: Yeah, uh, so Rotten Fish, it was wrapped in a newspaper. It had maggots. They went over some turbulence. The maggots started falling out on a passenger. They turned around. Isn't that disgusting? You know where this is not a problem, Casey? (laughs) When your car. Yes, when you drive (laughs) yourself somewhere.
0: Not a problem. Catch Kendall and Casey live. We taste 9 to noon on 93 WIBC. Hammer and Nigel on the 93 WIPC mashup.
6: Big critic of Vladimir Putin died in jail. Uh, His political rival uh, died in jail. A cat by the name of Alexei Navalny. This is Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. His death in a Russian prison and the fixation. Fear of one man only underscores the weakness and rot at the heart of the system that Putin has built. Russia is responsible for this. We'll be talking to the many other countries concerned about Alexei Navalny, uh, especially if these reports bear out to be true. So you're probably asking yourself wait a minute why did you follow a Donald Trump story with something that happened with Vladimir Putin and Russia well think about this try to tie these together the concept of putting your political opponents in jail <laughs> it sounds mm, familiar what? not sh- what a novel idea it's weird
5: now, I don't now look I don't think president I I, I think you know Putin is tried to assassinate this guy before. He's poisoned him. He's done, he's, he levied bogus charges against him. And I liked how they say that he died in prison. It wasn't just some prison. It was like this Arctic Russian penal colony, brutal conditions. And um, while I don't think Joe Biden is trying to, Kill his political opponent. There's no doubt in my mind that there is uh, an effort to silence his political opponent by putting him in jail and um, and and levying various indictments in in three. I mean, you got Georgia, you got D.C., you got Manhattan.
6: By the way, I remember seeing Arctic Penal Colony open up for the Foo Fighters uh, just a couple of years yeah, ago, they I believe. jam. Rock <laughs> they and roll, baby. So, again, putting all the cards on the table here, we've got a story where somebody that is imprisoned, that has enough damning evidence that could bring down the president, his followers, and maybe the entire country mysteriously dies in jail. And everybody's losing their minds from Blinken to Biden. Tell me this isn't just the same thing as the Jeffrey Epstein story. Oh, interesting. This is the exact same thing. So for everybody who's got their undies in a wad saying, I can't believe what's happening in Russia. To quote Joe Biden, get ready, Bal. It's already happened here. <laughs> this is the same story as Jeffrey Epstein, and since we're talking about Joe Biden and his name has been brought up, okay, let's get him officially into the conversation. Please. let's check in with wheelin', dealin', hair sniffing, kiss, kiss stealin' Joe Biden.
2: I got hairy legs. True international depression.
6: So Joe Biden spoke early today about the passing of Alexei Navalny and put it solely on Vladimir Putin.
2: You know, like millions of people around the world... I'm literally both not surprised and outraged by the news reported death of Alexei Navalny. He bravely stood up uh, to the corruption, the violence, and the, the, all the all the bad things that the Putin government was doing. In response, Putin had him poisoned. He had him arrested. He had him prosecuted for fabricated crimes. He sends him to prison. He was held in isolation. Even all that didn't stop him from calling out Putin's lies. Even in prison, he was a powerful voice for the truth, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. Reports of his death, if they're true, and I have no reason to believe they're not, Russian authorities are going to tell their own story. But make no mistake. Make no mistake. Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Putin is responsible.
6: Okay, we all heard that, right? Putin is responsible. I actually agree with it. Yeah. But there was a but Uh, in this statement. Joe Biden then went on to
2: flame Donald Trump. You know, we have to realize what we're dealing with with Putin. All of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia to invade our NATO allies if they weren't paying up. He said, if an ally did not pay their dues, he'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want.
5: Gather yourself here, Mr. President.
2: I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. But let me be clear. This is an outrageous thing for President to say. I can't fathom I can't fathom, from Truman on, they're rolling over in their graves hearing this.
6: I think we all know what he was really thinking. Something about cartoons? <laughs> maybe something about a squirrel that attacked him earlier in the day?
5: Let me gather myself. I'm just thinking about the uh, ice cream truck that just pulled up in front of the Oval Office.
6: So, it's definitely Vladimir Putin's fault, but Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. That was the message from Joe Biden earlier today. Speaking of Joe Biden, as we check in on him, he will be visiting East Palestine, Ohio. Oh, one year later, one year after the disastrous derailment of a train that put a lot of toxic chemicals into this community that they still haven't really recovered from. Joe Biden will be visiting East Palestine, Ohio today. I don't
5: know what everybody's up in arms about. The president, I know it's been a year and it's an insult to the people of East Palestine. Uh, but, I mean, Pete Buttigieg, the Treasury Secretary, was there in his hard hat and his penny loafers right after it happened.
6: I, I mean, what's what's the problem? Because nothing says I'm serious like Pete Buttigieg in a hard hat investigating a train derailment. Was he waiting for a train to fall from the sky? Was he waiting for, like, more of the chemicals to just drop off the clouds? The hard hat was my favorite. Uh, the White House has said that Joe Biden has just been waiting for the right time to visit. Well, we don't have any audio from Joe Biden yet because he hasn't made it there yet. But thanks to the magic of AI, this is what it would sound like if Joe Biden were addressing the people of East Palestine, Ohio, who still are trying to recover from a toxic train
2: derailment. I'm sorry to hear about the big the airplane crash that left human feces in your coffee (laughs) Joe Biden ladies and gentlemen
6: Hammer and Nigel
0: are live every weekday afternoon 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC the Tony Kennett cast on the 93 WIBC mashup
7: hear a lot of the indiana democrats talk and the uh, national journalistic organizations that got involved you would think that every teacher in the state of indiana right now is is facing a firing squad a a boston massacre just of untold proportions oh my goodness so not very long ago on this show attorney general todd rakita came on and he announced a portal this eyes on education portal And the idea of the portal was to provide a measure of accountability, given that there are several objectively hidden instances in which a school was doing something regarding discriminatory practices racially or was incorporating things like gender transition plans and then was not being transparent with parents in the community, whether that is by obfuscation, whether that's by omission, or whether that's just by straight up lying about it. And there were a lot of different cases in which that was proven regardless of political affiliation. And Rakita's idea was to give parents, community members, a tool to hold the system accountable themselves. And I was told based on this. Now, I I asked some questions that I do not necessarily know if uh, they were answered in a way that that make me want to come out and rah, rah, be super supportive. Uh, I need to see it in action because, again, a policy is only as good as its implementation. A policy, a program, an idea in politics is 50 percent the written stuff and that it's 50% how it's applied, how it's carried out. Right now, we're in the carried out phase. But I will tell you something that is definitely not going to happen. What is definitely not going to happen is everything that the Washington Post and the Indianapolis Star and the Guardian and, and whoever else uh, has been claiming, I guess they're, they're like teachers that are writing letters. Like, we're we're terrified for our lives. Hamilton Southeastern teacher saying that she worries for her safety. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, I, I have to tell you a little bit of a secret. Number one, um, I do kind of wonder what's in your classroom. You, you know the kind of stuff that really gets parents, especially parents on the right, frustrated. If you have a bunch of, like, gay and trans flags and Black Lives Matter signs and things hanging in your classroom, uh, then, I, I, again, you would be frustrated if I walked into my classroom and I threw up, like... I don't know what a a picture of someone wielding the second amendment and like the Christian flag and what are other like conservative things? Um, a healthy family like up on the wall, like a a father and a mother with kids smiling. That's like conservative propaganda or whatever. So, I mean, you you might get mad if I did that. So, uh, I'm not really sure if all of this chaos is, is, is warranted. Um, Again, I, I'm not yay or nay on the portal. I'm waiting to see how it rolls out, but I can tell you that the fear mongering um, is going to be hilarious when none of that happens. Again, as a survivor of net neutrality that was also supposed to kill us all when it ended, um, I'm just not buying it. There are, however, a lot more instances of uh, institutions hiding a lot of junk. I have a new article out at the Daily Signal. Um, In which uh, a Texas school made the interesting decision uh, to host a lot of books that were rated adult, not young adult, but adult by their publisher. And by the way, for the record, uh, and I know that there are a lot of librarians in the state who will agree with me on this one. A lot of young adult books are filled with smut. There was something about an author writing the young adult that they just decide to throw standards out the window and like craft these really weird romance scenes that we all know romance doesn't work that way. I mean, not even like fantasy romance works that way. It's, it's basically just like very softcore porn. Um, and it shouldn't be in schools. What well, was in the Lano High School? And the principal decided that when parents complained, uh, he would institute a policy in which every book individually would be reviewed 30 days each. So if there were there were over a hundred books that had, according to Texas law and the Texas Education Agency, th- they were vulgar and they contained really graphic, disturbing depictions of sex that I really can't even describe here on the air. And not to mention things like drug use and, and rape and gore and other things that, if you want those in your public library, that's one argument, but in the school library? Mm, I don't know about that. And so there were over a hundred books over 150 books, I think, actually, that parents had concerns about. And the principal of this school in Lano, Texas, decided to review them all one at a time and take 30 days each, which if you do the math and average that out with nine working months a year, as administrative salaries often are, that means that it would have taken 22 years, or or still would, they're still doing this policy, 22 years to review Uh, All of the books that parents have concerns with. And by the way, these reviews, it's really not hard to scroll to the section of the book that the parents cited on this exact page number and see the spot where the narrator is talking about fantasizing about sticking certain things in other places with the most vulgar language possible and describing their desire to commit really obscene crimes of the sexual nature. So uh, the best part and by the best part, I mean the absolute worst part is that this principal decided to appoint students to the committee reviewing the books. So then students and minors would be directly exposed to it. This is why it is important for parents to keep educational institutions accountable. Because I know that this last week, there were a lot of Indiana Democrats and Indiana academics and teachers and professors that were up in arms that any state institution would want some kind of accountability over Indiana University and its board of trustees, for example, or over whether a school has disturbing content in the classrooms. It's because the trust has eroded away. You can't say just trust us when every other day we find something else. And by the way, the vast, vast, vast majority of teachers that I know are really good teachers and they are sick of this crap, but it is the few bad apples that ruins it for everyone else. Get the Tony Kinnett cast live
0: weeknights at seven on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening. Get caught back up again tomorrow with the 93 WIPC mashup.